Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. And with me today, we have a special guest, Maureen Marcoux from Ardusat. Welcome, Maureen. Hi, thank you. Uh, and Maureen, uh, Ardusat, www.ardusat.com, uh, is, is all about making space available for students. At least that's what I saw on the website. So right. <laughs> very cool. Kids love space, don't they? They love space. Uh, I mean, didn't we all growing up, we all wanted to be the astronaut. Um, and I yeah. think it's maybe not an astronaut, but the realization of being able to work in space is very new. So, so you guys don't actually work in space. You guys are based out of Utah, and uh, and and you're all about trying to provide projects that kids can have a hand in creating that actually go into space. Right. So, giving access to space is what we like to say. Uh, we have we work with Cube satellites. Uh, small satellites are kind of the new innovation here, and uh, being able to let students learn about the sensors that are on their satellites, the experiments that they could run on them, um, and giving the access to a world that hasn't been available for K to K twelve. And so, that idea that kids can make something, create something that gets to go into space, get, that gets to uh, send back information. And, and, and that can really be a jumping point for some of these kids to realize that, that space is accessible, that, that things are going on in space all the time, more than just getting in a ship or a rocket and going up there and floating around you know, without gravity. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of companies that uh, work in space now. I'm sure a lot that you've heard, SpaceX, Virgin Galactic, uh, our yeah. partner company, Spire. And it's created a lot more jobs in the field. So uh, especially on the engineering side, as we all know, with that focus on STEM, um, it's no longer just, you know, simple, oh, you could be an astronaut or um, work in Florida, you know, at the launch and things like that, uh, Kennedy Space Station. Um, it's actually working with satellites and um, trying to better our world and and look how we can increase involvement and uh, it's I like to call it kind of a uh, it's kind of the wild wild west in space a lot of people are uh, looking to get out there uh, what's new what's rockets uh, what satellites yeah. can we can we build in, in that sense so we're looking to get students engaged in that we need them to start realizing that uh, they have the power to think of ideas that maybe we haven't anymore and, and we're going to need them in the future to work in those industries yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, we think of, we think of space, we immediately think of different movies where, you know, people are in space and lost in space and, sure. you know, problems happen in space, but, but there's so much more all about, uh, all about space. And, and we don't have a whole lot of movies happening about, you know, an engineer sitting and creating and, and sending that stuff into space yet. Maybe someday, right? Right. Hopefully right. we're hoping that that mission to Mars and uh, we can get a two-way train there so you can almost purchase a plane ticket to Mars in a sense would be yeah. really awesome. <laughs> cool, cool. So, so let's, let's go back to, to Ardusat. And, and you guys uh, have, a, have a whole great website that kind of takes this, this scary idea of, of building, creating stuff that's going to go into space and really kind of makes it uh, seem like it's possible to, to do this stuff, even for a novice teacher. 
Yeah, so what we've done is uh, we work with a group called Spire, and they focus on building and launching Cube satellites, which are, they're called a one unit. It's a 10 by 10 by 10 satellite. Uh, I like to say they could fit in the size of your hand. So no longer is it the images where you'd see the rooms with the huge satellites, and it seems yep. like this big, massive thing going up there. Um, so what's happened is we have an what we call an educational payload that is hitched to ride on that satellite, and that is purely for educational use. So uh, students are able to learn about the different sensors on the satellites through us, um, what scientific experiments can they run, what's the coding that's needed to make those experiments happen, um, and be able to run those experiments on the Earth around them, or then take that to uh, those satellites that are already in space and run experiments from space. Wow. I mean, I, I don't see why any kid in any, any school would, would want to argue with doing something fun like that. And it, and it, and it uses uh, the Arduino open source coding and, and products, correct? Correct, right. So we use the Arduino uh, with our products um, that we have our, our space kits and our space kits. So they learn about the, the coding that's necessary to get those uh, sensors up and running. Um, and it's the same language that's used for the satellites. Uh, so it's a basic C and C++. Cool. And, and, and you uh, told me already that, that you're, you're not even coming at this from necessarily a, a real science-y background, yet you've been able to, to figure all this out. Um, all along the way, right? Yeah, so one of the first tests of getting hired at Arjusat is to take the space kit and come up with an experiment or just uh, really see how long it takes you to figure it out because then we're yep. able to use that information for ourselves and uh, see, okay, if I was a teacher that had no idea how to code or have never even seen an Arduino in my life, you know, could I figure this out? Um, and what we found was there is so many great resources out there for Arduino and so many fun projects, but there was nothing really geared toward the classroom. Um, so one of our biggest things for our learning team was uh, a getting started guide that was easy for teachers to feel comfortable from lighting an LED to wiring up one sensor. Uh, and then getting a little bit deeper. So um, using some of our learning resources for experiments in the classroom. So uh, one of my favorites is our egg drop experiment. We put a sensor in and you get more data on impact and motion instead of the egg broker it didn't. And that's the end <laughs> of that experiment. Um, but really, you know, kids now look at, well, how well did I protect my egg and making it more of a competition in that sense. Um, and really, that's one sensor, four wires, an Arduino and a battery, and you're good to go. I mean, it's very simple. Wow, that's that's really cool. And 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 thinking about that, if if you're a teacher or an educator and you're listening to this and you're saying, I haven't heard a lot of these words like Arduino and and open source and and LEDs and sensors. Um, it's okay because I I too went through the uh, the getting started uh, ideas on your on your website and really it was it was very very self explanatory helpful videos. Um, so even a teacher that isn't very technological or or if this is new to them they can still uh, beat that learning curve pretty quickly and, and you know. Send, send your students to start figuring it out, and they're going to figure that stuff out as well. It's amazing the things. When we put it in their hands that they already know or they're able to figure it out so quickly. And uh, the one thing that we really wanted teachers to know is that it's way too hard to try and know everything, especially when it comes to mm -hmm. technology. 
that our learning team is here to help. Uh, we're here to do professional development workshops. We do training sessions. Um, we're always accessible and always trying to provide new learning resources that you can just either have a canned experiment and take it and run with it, or you know, have be able to share your own experiments uh, amongst teachers as well. And and a lot of, of what these kits seem like is uh, now you have different you have you have individual kits and then you have kind of a whole like a classroom set correct right so we do what we call a launch pack which is uh, launching your school space program in a sense of starting on Earth learning about the sensors within the classrooms with our space kits uh, we work with high altitude balloon launches as well mm -hmm. our, our yep. near space experiments uh, our last group uh, it was a, a girls maker club and they got to 115,000 feet which was amazing and then the next step wow. the final awesome step then is uh, they're prepared for space now and to do that experiment in space or, you know, not everyone's excited about that. Actually, we do. Some people really just want to do space and some people just want to do high altitude balloons. And you can break out and just do those individually if you'd like. Cool. And, and so there, there is a cost, you know, involved with it. There, but, um, but really, I mean, to, to inspire students to, to these lifelong ideas and inspiration uh, that's that's a that's a cost that that to me is worth it and and maybe if if your school is is short on resources I'm I'm sure that you know most schools have foundations or or grants possibly a, a donor in the area or maybe a maybe a local business or, or technology company would be willing to even even sponsor something like that for your school or or talk to some alumni um, there's certainly some people from your your school that have maybe gone on to do things in engineering and and they would be great people to, to look at to maybe sponsor a, a, a project like this for your school. Exactly. And the reality is, is if you want to go and look at building and launching your own cube satellite, you can, which is kind of <laughs> crazy, is you can actually go and price out different rocket launches from different companies. And it's almost like a taxi cab ride. It's a secondary payload. So you just uh, rent some time in that, uh, that rocket launch. It sends it up and it'll shoot your satellite out. But that's starting from at least 200,000 and up, which is just <laughs> absolutely not doable for most schools that I know of. Um, right. And so what it is, is it's taking, we're taking that cost out of it by already having those launches done, those cube satellites up there and still giving that access to schools. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's a great way it's, um, to be able to do that. And you've already got over a hundred schools using it. Um, what grade levels are, are these kind of maybe work best with high school age? Yeah, so a lot of people first assume that it would be more AP classes or high school or, or junior high, but we've actually had a lot of interest from elementary schools, which has been great. Um, they're starting to learn the basics of an Arduino, basic coding. Uh, so we found that fourth grade and up um, has been great. So fourth grades, you know, elementaries, they love to see things happen and junior oh, yeah. high they can start um, really diving a little bit deeper into code and creating experiments. And then when they get to high school, they're, they're starting to come up with those novel experiments that they want to try that are purely their own. Um, so we really love that uh, progression that they go through. And I, I could imagine also, um, as an educator, that, that you could have maybe some of your high school kids working with some of the elementary kids um, and, and sort of a collaboration, especially if your schools are nearby or, or connected, um, as, as some schools are. Right. Yeah, we would love to see that. 
We also have started creating student portfolios with them. We found in science that uh, students come up with these great ideas and then they never save them. And <laughs> so we thought, wouldn't it be nice to know that uh, as an eighth grade teacher, you knew exactly what experiments they ran in sixth grade and you could, they had a portfolio that was easily shareable throughout the grades. Yeah. And, and, and as these kids grow up and, and go off, I mean, even if they're applying to colleges or, or for scholarships, I can imagine being able to say, hey, I helped create something and, and make something that, that went into space, went on a satellite, um, sent back data from space. Uh, boy, that, that'd be pretty impressive. Right. So. Yeah, we have a we have a group. I've been really excited for this experiment as we get going here. Um, their idea was looking at the Great Garbage Patch in the Pacific Ocean, and nobody's oh, yeah. really sure how big it is or, or how much it's growing. And so their thought was, what if we used infrared and picked up uh, the heat off the plastic? Um, yeah. Would we be able to measure it in that sense? And that's that's an experiment that you know what we're not sure if that's going to work. But the fact that they're coming up with it, those ideas, and once they get their data back, and if it does work, being able to take that with them to apply to college and say, you know, I came up with this novel citizen science experiment and share that, I think is going to be really great. So it's really, it's, it's like real life story problems. It's, it's project-based learning. It's, it's not just uh, a, a story problem on a, on a worksheet or, or in theory, but it's, it's real. Right. It's working with real things that are happening in the world around them. And, um, you know, we, we want to support students and teachers and, and help them think about experiments that they can come up with. But mm -hmm. um, we honestly want students, we love the ideas that they have to come up with more of their own experiments and their own ideas. Because I tell you, kids come up with things that we just don't think of anymore. Yeah. Their creativity is amazing. Yeah. So there's, there's, while there's tons and tons of resources and ideas and experiments on your website, a-R-D-U-S-A-T. That's how you spell Ardusat. Um, it's, it's also, it's, it's meant to, to just spur that imagination. And, and that, that to me, uh, I think sounds like the, the best part of it. Yeah. The space and the, and the excitement of all those things. Those are the things that can, that can really hook the kid. But, but that fact of just being inventive and innovative and coming up with, with great ideas. So. Right. That's, that's the hope. And then taking that to college and expanding it even further. Um, and then, uh, fingers crossed, our, our next generation of space explorers is what we like to think. <laughs> that, that'd be, that would be, that'd be awesome if, if they're, I mean, we know they're there. We know they're, they're, those are kids sitting right in our classrooms. And if we can give those, some of those resources and, and ArduSat is, is a great, uh, great resource for being able to do that. Um, any other last thoughts, Maureen? Uh, I think that uh, you'd be surprised at how interesting it is to jump into space in the classroom and that it's not just for an astronomy class, that there's really, it hits a lot of different uh, areas of science. And so um, check it out, give it a whirl. It's, it's not as scary as it might seem. Great, great. I think that's, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. So uh, once again, thank you, Maureen, for joining us from ArduSat. And I definitely encourage uh, educators, teachers, parents, uh, even to just go and, and check out the site and, and start learning a little bit and set your kids off on that on that beginning of an ad adventure that may lead them to, to space one day or something that they make into space uh, in the not too near future. This has been another edition of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Join us again next time and listen to all the podcasts on RemarkableChatter.com. I'm Chris Woods, your host, and we'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. 
To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.